It's another day, I'm another John, and this is Another Note. Today we're on page 41 of our devotional, titled, Total Recall. Woodrow Crowe once said, The God who made us also can remake us. God told us, do not remember the former things or consider the things of old. There are many things that I imagine we are more than ready to forget. If only we could. A harsh word from a friend, a betrayal, some painful experiences of life. Lord, help me not to remember so much of that. It'd make more sense if God asked us to forget some of those things. That might do our mental health and emotions some good. We'd feel a lot better about people and our relationships with them. How much of our fears stem from what we remember. Isaiah, however, doesn't direct our attention to such memories. No, the prophet preceded this divine instruction with a reminder. God made a pathway in the sea for the Israelites to cross. God destroyed Israel's enemy. Once, Moses and the people danced and sang a rejoicing song because of what God had done. It looks like now God says, forget it, or at least don't call it to mind. Is there a difference? Here's what is strange about what God asked the people of God to do in that passage. The former things were glorious. Our faith seems incomplete without the things of old. How much of our Old Testament would we be missing if we removed all that spoke of the former things? The New Testament loses its context without them. Does God expect us to forget how blessed we are? Why would God want us to forget everything that has made us what we are today? And there it is. I'll offer an oversimplified response to that last question. We are what we are today, but God has plans for what we will be tomorrow. You may not realize it, but if you're familiar with the hymn, Great is Thy Faithfulness, you've sang that promise. Think about that great line, strength for today and bright hope for tomorrow. Strength to make it through today and hope of becoming something new tomorrow. Strength makes you stronger. Hope renews. Let's remember that one day the Israelites lived terrified and confused, and then God freed them. The next day they wandered. There were lessons they needed to learn in the desert one day at a time. Days morphed into years before they were where God promised they'd be. The Bible gives clear stories of what they thought about some of those days. They weren't always as excited as you might think they'd be. On this side of heaven, every next day moves us closer to God's will. Living in a new land wasn't the only promise of God for the Israelites. They were to become a great nation. That's what they were to discover in the desert. 
Are you wondering? Keep in mind that what God does today has meaning for what comes tomorrow and what becomes of us. God's command doesn't require us to erase random experiences with God that we remember. Don't throw anything out yet. Like a loving parent knows her children, God knows we tend to hold on too long to what is right now. Is it possible that we remember the good former things more than we remember the one who is truly good? Of course, if we do, it isn't on purpose and it isn't with ill intentions, but good intentions aren't always God intentions. In Isaiah 43, God was preparing something new for the people. They were going to experience deliverance and God wanted them to be ready. Did God think they could or would forget a miracle like crossing the sea? I cannot imagine that to be true. I like to think the power of the Exodus demonstrates how awesome the new experience will be. Were they supposed to act like they didn't know? I say no. I'm sure God forgives me if I don't always remember what he's done for me in the past. I can't help it. As hard as I try otherwise, I'm a skilled forgetter. Besides, I trust God's blessings are innumerable. How can I recall all God has done for me? Remember another part of that hymn we sing? Blessings are mine with 10,000 beside. Isaiah doesn't want us to forget God or how God has blessed his people. Neither do I. What I don't want to do is stranglehold what God wants to do within me or through me right now. As my children were growing up, we had a toy routine. To prepare for a birthday or Christmas, my wife and I taught them to make room for gifts they might receive. I'm hopeful their expectation was healthy. Several times a year, they filled a bag of toys, books, and games to give to someone else. Through this practice, we wanted to do two things. First, keep toys from piling up everywhere in the house. There's holiness and practicality. Second, to teach our children how to learn to let go. I don't mean to cheapen the sense of how God blesses our lives. God gives us new life and salvation. Eternal life and mercy are ours because God gives them to us. And those are not children's toys. They are the blessings of our walk with God. What is there to ask for that matters more than that? Still, to receive something new from God, we often need to be willing to let go of the good we have experienced. No, I'm not suggesting forgetting what God has done for you. And please don't tell anyone I said to name it and claim it. Instead, recall how God has always been merciful and compassionate towards you. And trust that God isn't going to change that. Stay blessed. This has been a special reading from my devotional book titled, Trying to Follow Jesus More Than I Failed Jesus. You can find a copy online at Amazon or check out my website, anotherjohn.com. God be with you.